With the now confirmed starting date of February 14th, Valentine's Day in 2019 of the Overwatch League Season 2, the off-season will have been 201 days and with that is on the long side of things if we're comparing it to American sports. So in comparison, for instance, MLB, the Major League Baseball has 214 days, so it's a little bit longer. And then the NBA only has 127 days, the NFL has 213, and the NHL then once again has 122. So there seems to be a wide variety in American sports, but Overwatch certainly is at the longer period of time. At the point of this recording, there's still 112 days to go till the Overwatch League starts. And to me, this feels very long, very dragging, and it feels like the off-season is either not utilized enough or is seemingly too long. And I think that is a notion that I've also picked up from the community, that there is a longing for more content at this point in time. And so I thought it was interesting to first talk about what actually fills this void right now, and how we could improve on certain concepts or even which concepts could be introduced to make the off-season a little bit more interesting and less dragging. Now, okay, so let's start. What does actually fill the off-season right now? We, for one, have the all the roster building, and that certainly is a thing that creates excitement. We have the World Cup, of course, which is sort of an interesting new concept that doesn't really happen in other American sports that is uh, inserted in this, this way. We have contenders is in there. And then we have preseason games as well as cups that the teams host themselves. That That is as far as we know of what is going to happen. And all of those sort of feel bland, especially in comparison to the actual games, at least to me. So on the one hand, yes, you have all the new shiny roster things. And I think that is about the best content that is currently being produced. The F we had a brief period of a couple of weeks and it now seems to be over where it was F5 season and we kept refreshing for these new player signings and leaks were coming out and this was Certainly exciting for a lot of people, but the way not only this came to the public, but also how this was handled by the league itself, certainly could use improvement. Now, let's, for instance, compare the NBA offseason, who I personally think, and also have heard it from other people, have the best concept of filling an offseason and almost making it an art form to do so. So the off-season starts, of, of course, with the combines and the drafts, which in itself creates a lot of attention. That was planned initially, but because we don't have a players' union, which we, by the way, very much need, but that's a topic for another time, we can't have the draft. So if that was possible in the future, that would certainly help a lot with building these narratives of these players. Another thing that we uh, 
that didn't necessarily create as much hype as it does, for instance, in the NBA, is the free agency signing. So the window opened, and for instance, one symptom of this that I saw was that based on, I assume, their exposure to American sports, the mods of the main subreddit, our Overwatch, opened a roster movement thread way before we actually got to know anything of the new rosters and anything was announced. And I think that anticipation, a lot of people were confused. Why are we not seeing anything here? Because there were certain motions in the scene in place that sort of made it so uh, that teams wouldn't immediately announce. And that sort of caused confusion and then also couldn't really build the hype as much. Another thing that the NBA does well is the preseason. And I think our preseason now will also feel maybe a little bit more invested in the sense that we now get to see a the same aspect we had in the first season which is new all those new teams so something like the boston uprising or whatever these teams that were built from scratch we get to see them in the preseason and that is an anxiety factor but you also have the factor of having the season one teams that are now newly augmented and have in certainly improved in some cases and maybe some questionable pickups we get to see them there and we get to sort of fantasize how the season will go over right so in comparison to the nba this still doesn't feel as exciting we don't have show formats created about this by the league for instance and that is probably one of my first criticisms and probably has to do a lot of with production cost which will be a limiting factor if we're talking about uh the other changes I want to suggest in the future. So what I envision is that experts such as Sideshow, such as Monty and whatever, and all these, I mean, hacks comes to mind. You could have these pundits just come in and talk about these uh, pickups and sort of create something that fans then can latch onto. And then with a general interest would then also look out for other content okay so they said something about this new player maybe there's another content creator that has something on him who's violet has anyone talked about him yet let's see if there's any creators outside the league right that certainly could be a system how that works but we're not seeing this right now and keep in mind and this is also important to remember the overwatch league staff talent staff at least are freelancers Right. They're not Blizzard employees at this time, to, to the best of my knowledge. So they are currently, for instance, you see Monty streaming, you see Sideshow brand streaming. Um, I'm not sure how, how heavy their workload at this time is, but I feel like there's an opportunity there for them to produce something of value. Another thing that probably would be limited by production value is to say, well why don't we simply stretch out the games and have more or less off-season, more season, have less games a week and for all the teams and also all the matches because it did feel like, especially as an eSports viewer, that 
you probably would have to commit to one or two teams if you want to stay sane and have fun, continue watching the game, because there simply were so many games to keep up, and it was honestly quite draining, especially for analysts that were outside the league, or for people who wanted to have an idea how everyone stacks up, to grind through these games, and some of them weren't pretty at, at some point, so... If we were to drag it out and maybe go towards the maybe, let's say, one and a half, two month longer season, yes, this would certainly and not insignificantly increase production cost. Because even though you have the same amount of games and the same amount of broadcasting time, you still need to have people at the venue. You still need to have all the preparations and the the personnel still needs to be held for proportionally longer time because certain processes simply start with the day and end with the day and it doesn't really matter how long the day is you just have to do them and that for it would artificially sort of create more work time work hours more resources certainly needed for the broadcast but if we were to somehow be able to cut it down to let's say 150 days of offseason or maybe 120 and go to the you know lower leagues I think that would help tremendously with that. I'm also quite aware that they probably thought about this before and it is probably not financially feasible at this point in time, which is fair enough. So if we're talking about financially feasible solutions, one thing that certainly pops to mind is to bring in more third-party event organizers. Before the Overwatch League started, we had Overwatch uh, tournaments at these third-party events. We had IEMs. Um, okay, MLG is sort of uh, not <laughs> is a little bit cheating because they're now part of Blizzard. We had DreamHack tournaments. So in that regards, there was an interest in Overwatch, but because of the exclusivity and also probably the uncertainty for third-party organizers, they not only had to pull out, but also Blizzard uh, didn't offer them these uh, deals anymore. Be that as it may, as it, and it could be that it was not beneficial for either party, that it was only beneficial for one of them. I understand that third-party tournament organizers want to have brand-building experiences. So what you would have to do is to sort of give them a contract of some sort to host certain events that would a take off the workload that is um, on the Overwatch League team, so they wouldn't have to uh, organize these cups. I'm about to suggest in a minute, but they would then try to go their own monetization going. But the problem is that they, of course, want to build some brand around it, so it's worth for them, worth it for them over the years. Right, So my idea would, for instance, be maybe it is possible to sort of incorporate some of these COs and give them tournaments that are very exciting. So one tournament format that is not my, I'm not the mother of this uh, idea, is to have a contender's world final. And my idea is that you would sort of have it before the signing window closes or rather even early in the signing window 
where the top two teams of each region, and that is all of the contenders regions, gets to play against each other, also maybe extensively, maybe you could make it even a two-weekend tournament, maybe you could even drag it out three uh, weekends, so we have a nice baseline of play for all these players, and it would sort of circumvent the necessity of a draft, which currently can't happen because we don't have a players' union. So what it would do is to sort of showcase these contenders' talents, and it would also make it so that getting to the finals of your contender season would be highly sought after because you would have this event and most of the Overwatch League coaches and scouts would be there and it would be a huge spectacle and you could really see how these contenders regions match up against each other and possibly would op blow open certain paradigms or th certain truisms we have about contenders regions. I, for instance, remember that a lot of people thought that Fusion was going to win against a Hurricane when that, that show match happened uh, in, after contender season one. And maybe, we don't know, I don't expect it to be, happen, but maybe the EU team does consistently beat the contenders Korea first seed or whatever. And what would that do to certain strategies of pickup for these teams in the Overwatch League? It could certainly increase the attractiveness of, of the, those contenders players participating and help sort of bridge the gap. And I think it could also be a spectacle, right? We do have contenders happening in the offseason. The problem is that it doesn't seem to be as big of a, an audience draw. It seems to me that if contenders is sort of seen as an, a single entity, almost a an unconnected entity towards the Overwatch League, then there is not much crossover to, between fan bases. And the viewership sadly seems to reflect as much. Um, another thing obviously that we could do is make the, you know, promote the contenders season because we will have uh, another contender season three starting before the Overwatch League starts. It's a little late though, isn't it? Because by that time, most of them will have signed contracts with Overwatch League teams. And yes, we get to see the new contenders teams, but I think that is losing some potential in the uh, contenders broadcast. And of course, one thing that fills the void currently in the off season is of course the World Cup. Now, I have uh, uh, talked about the World Cup before and extensively, and I was always of the idea that the system or the the atmosphere or the incentive structures that the World Cup creates aren't quite there where I personally would want them to be and where they become meaningful. So one, one thorn was certainly always that uh, the, the World Cup doesn't really have anything monetarily to, uh, to play for. And even if it was just money towards a charity of your choice, I think they would already, you know, incentivize it a little bit. The problem, though, is that the World Cup comes at a time when a lot of players are burnt out from the Overwatch League season. And you've seen it at the World Cup. It doesn't really... It is a, it is a laugh, let's be honest. It's, it's a good joke, but when Sebi Yolby says no plan, no practice, 
That is not a satisfying situation, is it really? You want everyone to be practiced and to take it as seriously as possible. But at the same time, you can't really expect it from these players, at least when the qualifying stages happen. I believe they will all be very motivated at BlizzCon and the BlizzCon event itself will be quite interesting, right? I think uh, there we will once again see the recharged competitive spirit of these players and we will see good competition there. Possibly some teams even at the level of, uh, of Overwatch League teams. So to briefly summarize from the premise that we have a feeling of the off-season being too long and it not being used, utilized to its fullest potential yet, therein comes a need to sort of tinker with the formula of the Overwatch League season. I suggested that the season itself could be stretched out and the off-season could be shorter. I suggested that we get third-party organizers in there as well as promoting the contender scene and making the World Cup more meaningful. And I also advocated for creating content with the Overwatch League team in the, the broadcast team in the off-season, especially around recruitment and talking about these things. For instance, the article from Sideshow comes to mind. And if you have other suggestions how to fill this void, I'd certainly like to hear any comments. Thanks for watching.